Hello everyone, welcome back to the One Talk Podcast. You're here with your host, Ryan McCarthy. Today we are joined by Isaiah Biggs. Isaiah is an up and coming artist in the Brisbane scene. He's also someone that I admire a lot and take a lot of inspiration from to see the willingness to keep going and the willpower, the resilience, the courage, and to never give up on your dream. It's so inspiring to see. And it's a good message for people to see as well, especially on social media, by coming to his shows, by listening to his music, just to be able to connect to his message and what he pushes because it's all about positivity and it's all love. So Isaiah is someone that I know personally for a while as well, but I really want him to come on the podcast to share his story, to inspire others, but also to share what he's gone through, what he goes through, to get more of an understanding who he is rather than just the base level of an artist as we usually see online these days. So we had a really good chat around mental health, why he started, who his inspirations are, why he doesn't give up and why he keeps pushing. There's just so much of in this episode, it's jam-packed full of value and a lot of laughs as well. I know you all will enjoy it and I can't wait for you to dive in. But before we dive into today's episode, if you could please share this podcast around, whether with it's a friend, a family member, on your stories, as a post, it just helps get this message out there. It helps reach a larger audience and just reach more people and just get this free information out there to more people. If you could please leave the podcast a rating as well, that means a lot in terms of growth too. That is much appreciated. But without further ado, let's welcome Isaiah. Welcome Isaiah Biggs, how are you brother? Thanks bro, I'm doing really good man, Thanks you. thank you for having me. No worries at all. It's my first one, so a little bit nervous, but you know, yeah. we'll get through it. Hey, fucking over. I'm glad to have you on too brother, like I was saying to you before, I'm glad that you chose the one talk as you know, your first destination to do a potty and to share your story and your music and why you got into it and share your vision, so on my behalf brother, thanks for joining. No, I really appreciate it because I do, um, I appreciate the movement as well, you know, because uh, mental health and you know, what you do is very close to me as well yeah. as a person, not just as an artist, but, you know, so like it was an honor to be on something like this and to be a part of the movement. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Fucking oath, brother, because lately you've been going on stages, you've been performing. And when I know with myself and my podcast, when they got to like a fucking really good point of growth, it can seem like these things happen overnight, mm. but it doesn't. And I've somewhat seen a lot of your journey and how much has been put into it just from an outside perspective. And I know a lot of work goes into building the dream and building what is currently coming into fruition at the moment. And I want people to understand like more about yourself, the work that you do put into this, because it is a lot. It's not like you started making music last week and now you're on stages performing exactly, and going yeah. around, you know, it's a lot, it's a big hustle. Yeah, most definitely, bro. You know, like um, 2014, you know, music's always been a part of my life, you know, had my granddad um, doing music, but it was never something that, you know, I loved music, but, um, you know, it took, it took a while to get to this stage. Mm. You know what I mean? Like 2014, where I started taking it more seriously, you know, I actually wanted to get good at my craft. Mm. But, um, yeah, and then like this, like, yeah, like what you said, this doesn't happen overnight, you know. People don't see the 10,000 hours. Mm -hmm. They only see after 10,000 hours. And then they'll see, oh, they'll say, oh, you know, he's got mad potential, but work so hard to be this way. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like, especially with your podcast as well. You know, people think, you know, you just boomed up 
out of nowhere. Yeah. But there were so many steps that you took in your journey mm. that led you in this direction. And now you're like, look where you are, bro. You <laughs> exactly. know, like, yeah, you're doing things, you know. Mm. You manifested something that, you know, is very close to you. Yeah. Cheers, brother. Because luck is basically when preparation meets opportunity. Mm. That's what luck is. You know, you prepare yourself for these moments in life. Then when the opportunity arises, you're always prepared. You know, you always match fit no matter what. I think that's important to continue that path. But I want to strip it back a bit, brother. Like, I want to I ask you, like, can you remember the first ever time music came into your life? Like, what's the earliest memory of music that you have? That's a great question. Craziest thing. We were in the village. You know, my dad, you know, he built us this one-bedroom little house. You know, it wasn't much, but it was... PNG? PNG, yeah. 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 I was born over there. You know, it wasn't much, but the first song... I ever heard my dad play, or oh, the first riff was um, No Woman, No Cry by Bob Marley. Yeah. Right, like, that's the first, you know, exposure to music that I had. And after that, you know, um, yeah, like, my dad just always used to play guitar, and, like, that's where I found my love for music, you know? Mm. And then he found his love for music from his old man. Yeah. And then so on and so on. But, like, yeah, that was my very first memory that I can actually recall. Yeah, wow. Is listening to Bob Marley. So my I, dad played. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, brother, like, what was that initial feeling like? So I remember when I first heard music, it was um, one of my earliest memories of music was Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. And mm. I remember that when I was a kid, like my parents playing that all the time. And just the, the way it made me emotionally feel to something that wasn't another human next to me, it was just more of a human over a, like a soundtrack speaking and singing. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, what was those emotions that you felt? And do you ever feel that now when you create your own music? Oh, of course, most definitely. And that's like, I kind of chase that feeling. Yeah. Because, like, it's such a good feeling. And I like, that's why I like, I love music so much. Because, like, that feeling that it gave me, I don't know how to explain it. Mm. It just, um, I just remember dad playing. Dun, 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 dun. And, like, I don't know, like, I just loved how music sounded. And he was only playing the riff and like, it just, it meant a lot to me. And then like, when we did come over to Australia and like, you know, cause like, it was more of like a, just like, we were just put into this situation and then forced to adapt to it. Yeah. Music, you know, was the best way for me to actually feel like something was there for me. You know what I mean? Like you have family, but you're by yourself. Yeah. And like you kind of attach to things, mm. and I attach to music, yeah, especially Tupac. Yeah. So like, yeah, like as soon as you know, like going through that, I attached to music, and then that was it. It was my comfort. Mm. Like besides um playing sports, music was like my comfort. You know. Yeah. I felt sp I felt safe. Mm. You know, you, there's no judgment. There's no judgment, no nothing. Something you can always go to. Exactly. So I relate with that a lot because. You know, I'm from England, I moved over here and then it was just kind of put into a situation, moving mm. to a new country when I was young and like just adopting music and there's something in my life because like, yeah, I'm massive on music, especially like rap and R&B is something I love. As you can tell, the marathon continues. Yeah. But I know like how much of a connection that can make and like, did you know early on you wanted to pursue just even anything in general in music? Like, did you know it was, you want to write? Was it, you want to play the guitar? Was it, like, oh, yeah. what, what was it to begin with? Oh, definitely. Um, so, firstly, like, I wanted to be um, 
an R&B singer. <laughs> I wanted to do R&B. Yeah. And then, because um, uh, we would watch Australia's Got Talent, mm. X Factor. And I was like, the, the thing that like stood out to me was, there's people that are chasing their dreams. That's the first thing that popped out to me. You know? Yeah. I felt like, wow, if they can do that, why can't I do it? Mm. And then that's what wanted me. I was like, I wanted to be a singer. Mm. I wanted to be a singer. And then like, I wanted to play instruments as well. And uh, we had this keyboard, this electric keyboard. And like, yeah, I always used to try, but never continued on. And then mum actually, my mum actually bought me, or bought us all guitars. And then with guitars, I just stuck to that. Mm. But like, yeah, I've, I've wanted to be an R&B singer. And I, I thought I could go on X Factor and kill yeah. it. But, you know, God didn't bless me with a, with a beautiful voice. But, you know, I d- just, just that chasing dreams in general. Like, I, I wanted to do something. Where did that deep belief come from? Was that instilled from parents, family members? Or was that something you had to find by yourself? Nah, so, bro, like, I, as a kid, I had, a, I had this crazy thought that I felt like when I was born that um, the world was against me. Because, you know, my family used to tell me, oh, we used to have this such a good life. Mm. We were well off. Yeah. And then when the so-and-so happened, and then I got born at that time, Life was like shit, living in the village, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I always felt like there was something out there for me. Mm. I could do something great. It's crazy because like <laughs> Spider-Man is my favorite. Um, Marvel? Is he Marvel? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Or so like DC maybe? Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. One but like he was like someone that, you know, I really liked because, you know, to be a hero of his own story. Mm. You know, I wanted to be the hero. Yeah. Seeing mum struggle, seeing my family struggle, I wanted to be the hero. But I've always just had that in me. Like, no one really taught me that. Like, I felt like I had to, I was, you know, just that hunger, mm. little chip on your shoulder. Yeah. You know, world didn't give me anything. So mm. I was rolled around like that, you know. Yeah. It got a bit much, you know, like trying to say I can do it all by myself. Type of attitude. Which can know? get challenging because then you don't want to push people away because exactly. one thing I've learned is so important to be able to delegate things on areas of your life to other people or to mm-hmm. lean on other people for certain things. Otherwise, you know, you can roll and burn yourself out, stress yourself out, or you might end up in a place where you might not want to get to. So it's good that you became aware of that. Mm. Yeah, like I, I had to because like, um, you know, I see my older brother do it, you know. Mm. Felt like that was it was on him, you know, and he went through his thing and like you know, I really had I watched that so I observed that, and I really had to because I felt like I was doing the same thing, mm. you know, yeah, and no one's there for me and like whatnot, but like, you know, like and then like we we had a good relationship as kids and then as we got older we kind of separated throughout our teen years. Mm. It's only now as we're ad- adults, you know, we've become more best mates, you know? Yeah. And like, he'll tell me stories about how, you know, it was just me and him in the village. No mom, no dad, gone. Yeah. Don't know where they're gone, but it was just, I was just a little shadow, you know, just a little kid just following him around. Mm. You know what I mean? He, he's yeah. looking after me. And like, that really made me appreciate that I actually had someone there the whole time. Mm. You know what I mean? And like, with family too. But yeah, like, you know, like, I had to, I had to realize that you know there's pe- there are people in my corner and the world isn't against yeah. you. 
you know, like, yeah, bro. Well, some yeah. people use that as like, um, it's like in the sense it's negative motivation. Because mm. I've used that as times myself as like in, sometimes I believe people are doubting me and I use that as energy to push and keep going because for me, negative motivation is something that drives me Real massively. Still, yeah. Most definitely. Do you relate bro. with that? Yeah, oh, bro, I... <laughs> I feel like I've, I've done that most of my life, you know, yeah. like, you know, I'm going to show everyone, you know, I'm going to show everyone they can, that I can do it, you know, yeah. but, you know, not believing in me, you know, I'm going to show them, put it in their face, instead of being like, I'm just going to do this for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Exactly, yeah. Instead of getting, um, doing it positively, instead of like, like, it's good to feed off your negative energy, but when you're like thinking about, oh, I'm just going to do it to show, show them, I can, you know, that's, I feel like that's a waste of, um, it's a waste of energy because then yeah. it's like, what are you truly doing it for? Are you doing it for yourself and your own mm, vision? Exactly. Or are you doing it because you want to prove people wrong? And you can mix the two in times when you need that extra energy with the negative uh, motivation, which I have used at times. Mm. But then you lose track of your vision because you're doing, you're still doing it for other people, not for yourself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You're, tr- you're trying to show everyone else that, you know, you, you did it. But then, like, are you doing it for you? Yeah. Is it, is it, is it even about you anymore? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know how some, of, like, some parents, they're like, um, they want you to live their life yeah. or what they perceive that your life would be like. Mm. And you're always like, as a teenager, you chase that, chase that. And later in life, you realise that I'm living someone else's life. Mm. I've never actually stood back and took time to look at what I, what I want to do yeah. as, as a person. You know what I mean? Like, you probably didn't know what you were going to do, you know? Like, mm. your mum or your dad told you that, you know, do this, this, this is the best way to do things. Yeah. But now look at you, you chased your dreams, bro. Like, mm. and like, are you happy with where you are? Like, yeah, grateful. Yeah. Grateful and fulfilled. And I think they're two key components in life being grateful and fulfilled because. Um, for the people listening and for this conversation as well, like when we grow up, we implement everyone's others, everyone else's values and beliefs and we implement that and then we start to live by those beliefs and values, especially parents. They do it unconsciously, but most of the time they do it for goodwill because they want to bring their own children up better than they came up or they want to teach them things that they never were taught. Mm. But at the end of the day, that's the insecurity of themselves that they're pushing onto their child, yeah. even though it's all good intention. But it's just the earlier that you can get conscious of that the beliefs and values you have may not be your own, they might be someone else's. That's when you start to peel back the layers to truly find out who you are, what motivates you, what you feel truly aligns with you. And at what age do you think you were when you first started to think this way, like that I need to identify my own values and my own mission? So um, my dad, you know, he was telling me, oh, you're going to play for the Brisbane Broncos. <laughs> yeah. And my mum, <coughs> she said the same thing, you know. Mm. She said that, you know, you you do really good in rugby. And I thought, you know, that's what I wanted to do. Because they're like, everyone around me loves rugby. And mm. that they, it's it's religion to them. And I thought that's what I, what, I, what I wanted to do. But around like maybe 15, 16 you know, like I just started thinking like, is this really what I want to do? You know what I mean? Like I just felt like I was just trying to make my mum proud and that's it. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I didn't really think I was making myself proud. 
You know, you know what I mean? Like, it did, I, I didn't get the fulfillment out of it. And then I started being like, hmm, maybe this isn't for me. And I mm -hmm. thought the same with school as well. Yeah. I was like, there's got to be a different way. There's got to be a, another way of being successful. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, so, and then I started, you know, dabbling with music. Like, I started seeing, like, people post videos and stuff of, of them just rapping and stuff. And I was like, I, I might give that a go. And what like, year was this? Um, so, 2015, it was, like, when I started, like, yeah. giving rap an actual, like, go. Like, I was actually writing. Mm -hmm. But that's the same year that I was going to, like, fucking mad depression and like just like a lot of self-doubt and a lot of negative negativity in my life and mm. didn't really have an outlet rugby wasn't really working you know i'd go rep trials i play good in ordinary season you know but then try to go rep malmeninga falcons trials you know wide bay you know all, all of that stuff you know i, I tried I myself felt like I wasn't giving the hundred percent mm. in myself, but I felt like I was just doing it so I could show on that I can make it to the big leagues. But then, like, I just felt like I was living someone else's dream. Yeah. So I started writing, and then I wrote a rap about my mum, and did it for her birthday. And then you know she like she bigged me up, and then I was like, yeah, you know maybe I'm good at this, but I was trash, but I was I was yeah. shit, but like. You know, I just kept kept going, kept going, kept going. And then, um, yeah, bro, and I just fell in love with it because it was my safe space. It was something I could do with so much ease. Mm -hmm. I could, instead of talking, why talk to someone when I can just write a poem? Yeah, It's basically a poem, you know what I mean? Like, Literally. Like a book. I can just journal into my art. Rhythm and poetry. Yeah. yeah. I could literally just do that. And then people, you know... Just thought it was hard. Mm. They're like, oh, bro, that's dope. That's dope. But little did they know, I was just using this as an escape to mm. get out of, you know, this mental state that I was in. And then I just found so much love to it. Yeah. And then, like, I wanted other people to hear me. And then I felt like my purpose was to start serving people mm. through music because I, I knew that there was people out there that went through similar experiences in life and, like, I felt like that would make them feel better because that's what made me feel better. Yeah. So, yeah, like... I understand that completely because, like, for myself, like, my favourite artist is Cursor. Mm. And, like, growing up and, like, for all the challenges and struggles I went through with drug addiction and getting sober and then overcoming fucking deep mental health battles was all alongside his music. And I feel like that was a big saviour for me. Like, mm. I didn't... I went to psychologist maybe twice. I didn't like it. I'd rather just listen to music and let that be my therapy. And that helped me so much. Obviously, I had to implement other things with it too, you know, like creating a healthier routine and stuff like that. But music was definitely a massive catalyst for me. I feel like that's what you're doing with your music is creating that music that people can listen to, relate to, and just completely zone out and sink in with yourself. Yeah, exactly, bro. And like, um, there was a song that Cursor did, Last Hope. Yeah. I, I like I, I'm I the last the old fucker gonna come yeah, come. Yeah. We said you gotta leave me with <laughs> my heart broke. <laughs> last night bro, the three cars of my, my house. house. <laughs> don't know what they do. Sitting with, with the, the lights, lights out. 
bro. Like, like, see, like, I was, I was yeah. sitting there, like, damn, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't really feel it, you know. But like, it just peeping from your windows. And yeah, shit, like, I was oh, like, yeah. damn. Hey, what's the neighbor doing? <laughs> <laughs> Is he actually mowing the lawn now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro, like, see, like, yeah. and like, it made me feel safe, bro. Like, made me feel safe. Made me feel like I could express myself mm. properly. You know what I mean? And like, fast forward now, like, it's just something that I would still do for free. Yeah. Like, I've been doing these free shows. Mm. I did a show, you know, I still haven't got paid, but that's a hundred dollars, but. I'd rather the network and the experience over that. So that's why I haven't stressed about it, but, you know, I still do it for free, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and it comes with the reps too. Like, even when you first started writing, you know, over time you crafted that and you started networking with other artists and people in the industry mm-hmm. and you start moulding that into something. And the same will come from performing the shows, you know. You start somewhere, but the more you put yourself out there, the more you start connecting with people, the more your name rings. Like, when I go to these shows, man, the last two that I've been at that you've performed – like fucking hell, bopping, you know, like yeah. everyone's there, the crowd is hype, everyone's into it, like the energy's high, like it is, yeah, such a fucking good turnout, and I it love was, to see bro. it, but I feel like that's a reflection of who you are though, mm. like the crowd is a reflection of you, you know, it's like high energy, people want to support you, because I feel like you support other people too. Yeah, hell yeah, it's like that the energy that you bring mm. to that, you know, like not down in any artist, but like, you know, like I just feel like, when I talk, it's real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I try to talk, I try to rap about things that I've done, you know, some dumb stuff that I've done in the past, but it just doesn't hit the same mm. as when I'm talking about hustle. Like, Nipsey's song, The Hustle Way, yeah. like, that, that hits me hard because it's so real, so raw. Mm. And I feel like that's what my art does, bro. Like, Because yeah. I, I try, like, my best. I'm either talking about real stuff like what I'm going through or things I want to manifest. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like to add about dumb stuff, you know? Yeah. Or oh, I did this drill, I did... Nah, that's not me, bro. That's not me. That's not me being real. And I love how you said you talk about things you want to manifest because you're not just boxing yourself in of just only talking about mm. challenges you go through. You talk about and rap about and also even sing about things that you do want to attain in life and things you want to achieve. And I think that's important as well because it's inspiring to see someone talk about it and eventually get there mm. and to watch them and follow them on that journey too. Yeah. As well. I think um, Young Thug actually said that. Yeah. I, I seen a video on Instagram. He said, just talk, like he said something like, just talk about it until it comes to life. Mm. You know, and like, uh, I think Future did a song. I just woke up my Bugatti. Bugatti, yeah, yeah. But that was T Pain's Bugatti, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Like, but like, he 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 could like manifest that, you know. Like, he mm. probably already can like buy one of those. But like, you know what I mean. But like, they're talking about all these big things they they want to do, like back in like the early two thousands. And now look at them, the biggest in the world. Yeah. Like globally, and like they've got. They're wealthy. They're, they're well off, you know. I feel like a lot of people, not just in the music industry, just people in general, like mm. general people, they don't achieve what they want in life because they don't admit what they want. Because mm. we have so many beliefs, especially through school, saying don't think too big, don't do that. Remember when Johnny did that and he failed? Or do you remember when Uncle someone did mm. that and failed? Or do you remember when Suzanne did that and failed? Or be careful, it's risky. Those beliefs instill into us and then we get afraid to take these steps because someone knows, someone knows, someone knows, someone that failed doing that. But we shouldn't adapt those people's beliefs and values and experiences and be like, okay, why didn't that person achieve that? 
admit what you truly want and fucking go after it. Yeah. So I feel like there's so much scarcity mindset around it and it's not anyone's fault, but it's just the generational thing of just, it's, you can't do it. Yeah. You know, it's too big thinking. I think, yeah, it's so important to admit what you want, visualize it, speak it out into existence because how are you meant to get sound if you don't speak it out into exactly. existence, you know? You know, you can have a dream, but if you don't put a plan towards that dream, it's just a dream. Yeah. And like um, not letting other people's fears do you like dictate what you want to do and make you question yourself, you know? Yeah. Just because he failed doesn't mean that I'm going to get the same result. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Jay-Z said something like that, you know? I wish I could like quote these videos, but like like they said like I listen to all these big people because like there's gems that they drop, and like if you actually think about it and you know listen to what he's saying, you'll actually get so much out of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so like not taking like yeah Johnny failed, but what did Johnny do wrong? What could have Johnny done better? Yeah. What can I do? What can I learn from Johnny's situation? Facts. Instead of, instead of being like oh. All right, if Johnny failed, I failed. You know what I mean? Like It's important that you said that you listen to people like Jay-Z and you remember all these quotes because one thing I say to people, like, if there is something you want to achieve, find the person that's doing that you want to do and listen to them. Bro, literally, like, you want to be, like, a millionaire? That's how, like, everyone's probably seen that quote on Instagram, social media. You want to be a millionaire? Start hanging around with millionaires. Mm. You know, like, you are who you hang around with, you know? You hang around with five drop kicks, you're the six. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I truly believe that. I truly believe that because I've been in that environment. Mm. I've been in that environment, you know. Like, and when I started making changes, I started getting things that I actually desired, that I wanted in abundance. Yeah. You know what I mean? I started cutting out things that didn't align with myself, mm. setting boundaries, as we spoke before this podcast, yeah. setting boundaries with myself actually respecting my decisions, mm. not letting people, even close ones, loved ones, walk over me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, once you start respecting yourself more, I feel like things will start fruitioning because I feel like everything that's happening this year started because I started taking myself seriously and respecting my decisions and me as a person. Yeah, and you got to look at boundaries. Boundaries such an important one when I started to actually be more strict around them. Because mm. you got to look at it as like it's the universe or God or whatever you believe in is testing you mm-hmm. to see if you truly deserve what you want. Yeah. And I feel like if you start saying no to things that you know aren't serving you, it's only going to push you in the right direction. And on like a scientific level, there were studies actually done. And in this study, it shows that Within a 20-foot radius, everyone in that same room shares, like their DNA connects, their hormones connect, and everyone's heart rate and also um, their blood pressure amounted to the same pace and the same level. That just shows how important it is, your environment, like in the mindset term, even like a physiological term as well. Like we actually are so impacted by our environments, it's crazy. It is. It honestly is, bro. Like I can't stress that enough, you know, like – Getting out of that's like if you're an ambitious person, don't hang around normal people because they will make you normal. Mm-hmm. And like you might love them so much, but like you have to be out there with ambition, pe- ambitious people. You can't you can't change and still be in the same situation. Yeah, you're just gonna go in a loop, loop, loop. You're gonna try to add all these good habits good movements you're doing 
but without changing your environment, you're still going to be the same. Yeah. It, it environment is very like crucial to your um, elevation. Mm. If you can't change your environment, if you're still um, comfortable, you know, like you yeah. you want change, but you're comfortable where you are. Mm. You got to pick one of yeah. them. Like literally, right. like an ice bath before this episode. Yeah. Like for people that don't know, we all did an ice bath before this episode. It but was hectic. It's pushing yourself, you know, getting uncomfortable. Yeah. And pushing your own limits and your own, what you even think's possible. Because mm. like, you know, an ice bath for a lot of people, like minus one degree weather full of chunky ice, you just feel like, fuck, it can I actually get in that and survive it and push through? Yeah. But then that just translates with everything else like that you can do in life that can push you and stretch you. And it's important to put yourself in those situations so you do become a more evolved person and use each day as working towards your potential in life. Yeah, no, exactly, bro. You've got to put yourself in position. Mm. You know, like you know, like people say they love the game, but they don't know how to play it. Mm. They don't know how to position themselves. You know what I mean? And, like, I had to, like, really think about that because, like, and, like, when we were doing the ice bath, you know, I felt like giving up on myself. I felt like, like, asking... Oh, what's the time? Because it was three minutes. I, I felt like just, I, there was the fight or flight, you know? And I felt like, well, my mind was saying, get the hell out of there. Mm. But like, I just listened to my circle that was around me when I was doing that. And next thing you know, it, three minutes was done. Mm. And, I, and like, I reaped the rewards of my, um, the stress that I was at. Like, a, I reaped all, like, the, the sacrifice I went through that to put my body through that, like the reward after, it was me feeling so much better. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I felt so much better. I, I don't think I've been happier in a few months after, like before I did this. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I felt I feel real good right now. You know Do what I mean? Can I ask you like? Is the ice bath the before and after, and also the drawing? Is it similar to your first experience on stage? Like you're nervous getting in and once you're, you know, getting in, when you first get in the ice, you're thinking, fuck, like all these thoughts are racing, you mm. want to check the time, you want to check this. But then towards the end of it and after it, you're like, thank fuck for that. That was awesome. Like, was it was a similar? It, li it literally was similar, you know, like, you know, I, I box as well. And like before sparring, it's literally like what the ice bath is literally like the same thing. Mm. You're so, you're so anxious about what's going to happen when you're in the, in in the ring or on the stage and like when you get in there you're just trying to um think about the basics so like let's go i'm i'm boxing i'm you know talk you know yeah you just have to think about the fundamentals all right just focus on your breath footwork you know your your, your jabs and you know what i mean like same with when i'm performing just focus on the words just focus on performing giving them an actual energy yeah. you know what i mean you gotta don't think about the crowd because it's just you up there on that stage alone mm. and like when i got lost in that thought like just okay I, i'm here to serve and i'm here to perform yeah at my 100 percent mm. after i did that like it was just like a feeling only only like people that chase after things they want in their life will know this type of feeling. Like, yeah. They, they know what it's, what it feels like to be like after you do something that, you know, you've built yourself up to and then you succeed in it. You're just like, bro, like, yeah, it's so, it's such a good feeling. Yeah. It's unreal. And, bro. It's unreal. I just, 
wish a lot of people would chase after what they truly want and instead of being um timid and comfortable mm. you know because you, you're missing out on such a great feeling yeah and it is um, going to stretch you as well yeah it is and it's meant to and the thing i said to people like you want to stretch but not snap mm. but you need to stretch to grow it's the only way you're going to grow you need to stretch yourself you need to get uncomfortable you need to put yourself in positions you need to put yourself in network and you need to get yourself out there and put yourself in those positions and especially with performing the reason i wanted to ask that especially with the ice bath is because when i first started doing events and doing public speaking and stuff like that i was absolutely shit scared to speak in front of people at the start and then i found out that Public speaking is the number one feared thing in the world. Death is second, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> Bro, no. And I can only imagine like public speaking, I feel like performing would be even harder because it's not just like with me, public speaking, I'm connecting with a crowd, I'm speaking to them, I've got me things rehearsed, I know what to say. But with performing, like it's your whole heart and soul, like it's your work yeah. getting put on the line as well, not just getting up there and performing in front of people. And I just want to ask like, do you have any tips for anyone that's worked for you getting up on stage? Oh, bro. So when I found out about the show um, a few months back, you know, literally, like, all I did, I made my set list and then I had this mic and all I did for, like, two months straight, my bedroom, like, from here to there, I, I visualised the stage. You know, I visualized what the stage, how big the stage was, how I'm going to come up to the stage, what I'm going to say to the crowd. You know, I mm. visualized everything because practice makes perfect. Mm. Practice makes improvement. Yeah. If, if, if you're just going up there and hucking it, anything can happen. You can fall off the stage. You can trip yeah. over the mic cord, you know. Mm. But like, if you practice, 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 you know, in, in, in boxing, if you... Gym every day, gym every day, gym every day. You spar every day, spar every day. As soon as you get to the fight, or as soon as you get to the performance, or the public speaking, it's easy. You it's match easy fit. work. It, yeah. It's easy work. It's light work, you know. Just don't, don't forget your fundamentals. Mm. You know, like practice is, is, is essential and being consistent. If you're not consistent, you're not hungry enough. Mm. You know what I mean? You're not hungry enough. Yeah. You don't want it. You just kind of want it. You can't kind of want something and want, expect millions yeah. of dollars. It's like how are you going to build a good physique chest if you do push-ups when you only feel like it? Exactly. It's like you need a routine, you exactly. need to keep at it, you need to stay consistent. Exactly. Andrew Tate said the same thing. He's like, you know, sometimes I don't feel like going to the gym, but fuck my feelings. Yeah. Sometimes I say, fuck your feelings. Mm. Actions over emotions. Exactly. Actions will manifest what you really want in life. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, just practice, practice, whatever you want to do, put yourself in that uncomfortable situation. You know, if you want to be in a room full of those successful people, you know, keep putting yourself out there to the people that will get you to there. Mm. And just focus on your first step and then your back foot will follow. Yeah. Like that's probably like the best message I can give is just practice and consistency. I'm visualized. I love Visual, how you said visualization so, yeah. because myself, like I'm, uh, as everyone knows on a podcast, like a massive around mindset and, um, and uh, mental health and visualization is so fucking important to practice before we 
do things in the actual physical realm. Real spill. Because like you said, it's like it's like training, you know, you mm. train twice a week and then you play on the weekends. If you visualize every day for an event that's coming up or a show that's coming up or a public speaking, whatever you're doing for work, if you visualize every single step of what that situation is gonna look like, when you get up there, it's gonna be like you've already lived it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's all everything comes like second nature. Like you're just doing things on autopilot because you've already lived that experience so many times. If you get up there without visualizing, you're going to maybe stutter, be super nervous. You may, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But if you prepare yourself mentally before it with visualization and the other things that you mentioned, like, fuck, mm. you know, set yourself up to succeed. And and that's the, the big, the biggest thing is the me- the mental game. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I keep saying things about boxing, but boxing relates to a, lo- a lot of what I do. Mm. Mike Tyson said, people aren't scared to being hit. They're scared of the thought of being hit. You know, people are, people are scared of the thought of losing and not making it. Yeah. More than, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it applies to every base of your life. Like, 100%. But as the soon thing as you is, get over that yeah. mental you know, um, hurdle, mm. sky's the limit, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's crazy. Like, the thing is, you have to take L's as well. Exactly. Like, it's important. Like, I right now, I have to build myself to a point where now we're a fucking froth if I get an L. So I'm like, wicked, that, that doesn't work. I walk the learn from that. Cool, I'll implement this, this, and this because I know what I did with that, that, and that didn't make that work. So I do the opposite, and usually it works most yeah. of the time. And it's just flipping those L's from losses to lessons and oh. learn from everything. But if I feel like if you're not failing to an extent, you're not trying hard enough. Exactly. If, I'm, if every single time I go out there and fucking kill it, it's like, well, I'm not pushing myself hard enough. Because I'm, it's too easy. Yeah, it's like I need to make it harder. I need to keep stretching. I need to keep growing. And I feel like you might relate with this a lot. Um, you could probably let me know. But with your writing, like every time you write, you're probably trying to. Probably not every time, but majority of the times when you write, you're probably stretching how you write. You're probably stretching like how you're making different patterns fit. How you're making different bars, thinking out the box but, and things like that. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I literally do. Like, um, I always used to try and um, like. Um, explain every word like to a T, you know, like explain everything. But then, like, I started cutting down words yeah. and making words explain the whole picture that I was trying to paint. Yeah. But but shorting in shorting in up what I was saying, but people will still know the meaning. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they'll be like, Drake does this, bro. Like he'll say something, and people will be like, oh, did he mean this or did he mean this? Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's still like this, like yeah, like. I don't, I don't know. I, it's it's weird, but like that's just how I've thought about it because um, I've always thought um, doing it mainstream. I've I've listened to a lot of mainstream songs. They shorten what they mean. Mm. Uh, they shorten the words, but what they mean is still there. Yeah. So XX has Temptation. The reason all of his songs were short because he wanted to say less to me more. Mm, and that's exactly why, and that's why a lot of his songs are just repeated choruses, yeah, like over and over again, because he he likes to make the message that important that he doesn't have to say much, but people relate to it. And that's yeah. why yeah, I love X's music, and Drake does it fucking great too. Like the way he can just say a certain word and be like, "Oh crap!" Like he's the way he can create emotion around lyrics is crazy, but it's just all about making those words hit harder. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, and like um. It makes you such a better writer. Mm. And then it also, like, when you're writing it, it makes you more aware of yourself mm. and your feelings. makes you know how to express them a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like, I, I learned how to communicate 
with people a little bit better than what I used to be. You know what I mean? That's, like, that's cool because yeah. like when I started, because like I still write to this day, like I love writing music. I'll mm. probably do it nearly daily. But for me, I feel like it's made my communication skills level up so much and help me improve like being a podcast host just by writing lyrics because I'm always trying to think of different ways to word one thing or I'm trying to just create like um, a topic and trying to wrap it out like there's so many different things I'm trying to do when I'm writing I feel like it's made me a better podcast host because I'm able to translate thoughts and ideas into something that's actually digestible yeah 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 but it's crazy and like for people that you know struggle with having cluttered minds like writing is the best thing you can you can possibly do for yourself mm. if you don't like talking to people write yeah if you don't like therapists write mm. like if you don't like writing like just like just normal writing try just writing to a rhythm or writing as a poem but make that poem explain what you mean by shortening the words like just write like just like get it out of your head because your head won't be as cluttered mm. You can actually monitor your thoughts like that. You know what I mean? You have a bad thought, write what that thought was, and then ask yourself, "Why?" Well, I think I think you actually you or Bill or you told Bill um, this this technique is like you write how you feel and ask yourself why, mm-hmm. like why you're feeling like this, what made you feel like this, what led up to you feeling like this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's all about becoming curious on the thoughts that we have and the emotions mm. that we feel. So the more curious we are, especially as men, men through traditions, through thousands of years, we're problem solvers. So usually when men open up and talk about feelings, usually we're looking for a solution. Yeah. 95% of the time with females, it's a bit more different. That's why when you speak to a female that's trying to express how she feels and you tell her a solution, she can get more angry. Yeah. <laughs> but for men, like we usually speak because we want a solution. Mm. And that's what it relates to is because when we start becoming more curious about the force that we're having the emotions that we're feeling the more we are in tune to find the solution for that and 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 that's the best thing to do is sometimes like is is to have a solution Mm. mindset because when you don't have that and you're just or just so focused on the problem and then you keep digging into the problem Mm. like the problem just becomes your whole reality like everything becomes a problem because you're not really thinking about a way out you're just sitting in that problem and I felt like I've, I've well I've, I've been through that you know mm. just walloped in my pain yeah wallop 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 and then like a couple of years down I spoke to um Bill about this a couple of years down I, I woke up and I'm like bro I've been stuck in that pain mm. for like three four years I, I was stuck in that place that I got hurt like three four years ago and then like I woke up and I was like whoa like if you don't, if you don't like find ways to like heal yourself and move, like keep moving on, you're gonna be stuck at the time where you got hurt forever. Did anything trigger that thought to make you think differently? Mm, um, was there anything that made you do it? Or was it just like an aha light bulb moment? No, it was it was my um, it was my want to want things better yeah. in my life. You know, like I, I wanted like I was sick of having that like same mindset. I was sick of. I got fed up with myself because I was doing things that didn't align with me, but I was just doing it. You know, I was just doing it, whether it be the addiction or just, you know, I, I was just doing things and it wasn't making me happy. I got sick of my own attitude towards life. Mm. I, and I, I, I like accountability is 
the biggest yeah. thing that made me go, all right, mm. I need to start taking yeah. accountability for my actions. Even if they hurt me, I need to start forgiving myself for keep running with that. You know what I mean? And it's like, are you going to let that moment define who you are? Exactly. Like, yeah. And that's, that's, I did that for a while. And then I had that, mm. what am I doing? Yeah, but the thing is, like, it's props to you, though, because that's not easy to start that work and to keep doing the work to overcome things that have happened to us because our brains are fucking lazy. Mm. Like, our brains want to learn information, keep it safe, and then just be on autopilot. That's what our brains are made to do. Just learn information, embody it into the subconscious, be on autopilot, and just keep floating through the day. But to actually wake up, think about a change, and then start making actions toward a change, it's kind of going against what our brains are developed to do. But like our brains are neuroplasticity, so that it's plastic, it can grow. Mm. So being able to stay consistent and disciplined and keep that accountability to mm. want something different is so hard to do. And that's one of the touch on like how hard it actually is to do because you, know, you got to give yourself props for wanting to make that change then embodying the things that will make that change happen. Exactly. And also for the people listening too, like if you are on that journey or you're about to start it, like just know how much fucking strength you're going to get out of yourself just yeah. by taking those steps. Like that's where you build resilience. That's where you build willpower. That's where you build discipline. That's when you learn the most about yourself in those moments. Cause you learn what's tough and you learn what you're fucking capable of too. Yeah. So the journey's hard, but don't let, don't let that be a something that doesn't motivate you to do it. Yeah. Be it as something that motivates you to be like, I'm going to fucking conquer this yeah. and go for it. Yeah, don't mm. don't let the downfalls be an excuse for you to give up. Like, we all go through downfalls, but, you know, a hero and a coward are given the same 24 hours. You know, the hero is mm. the one that stands up yeah. and actually does something about it. The coward stays in that little ball forever. And, you know, the people listening that do listen into One Talk, I know they use One to make changes in your life financially or just for for yourself or for your environment, you know, whatever it is, you know, you guys can actually like learn a lot from keep listening to this podcast because it does bring a lot of gems and, you know. Well, even from listening to your music too. Mm. Like I, that's why I wanted Johnny because I wanted to try and get your music out there as much as I could as well because I, I think I sent you a screenshot because you posted a song on your stories and I sent you a screenshot of about four lines from that song that you posted yeah and I was just like bro like fuck like the things that you're spitting as well and the things you are talking about like yeah your writing is definitely improving and I feel like I'll always improve because as humans we should mm. constantly improve but the level of that now is fucking insane that goes back to, you know, the dedication and consistency you've put into yeah. it. But it's very motivating in what you're actually saying within itself because you connect to it. Like, you can feel the emotion in it. But a lot of it just, like, it's... The thing, the thing I love with music, I know I'm going on tangents here. Yeah, you're good, you're <laughs> the thing good. I love with music, especially your music, Nipsey, Cursor, there's so many light bulb moments that happen to me listening to music. Like, I could hear you say something, I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, I've got to do something. I've got mm. to better myself. I've got to learn more about this. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I felt like That's this. It's crazy. I mm. could never put it in words, like literally what you just said. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but no. like, that, that, that was a light bulb moment, like yeah. what you just said, because I could never put that into words until you just said it. Yeah, and like even if even if you have a bar that's emotional, let's just say an example about um, a breakup, and I feel that, and I'm like, why, why do I still have that connection to it? But it's good because it makes me realize that there's parts of me that I need to understand more, 
you know? And yeah, that, 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 there's parts that you still need to heal from. Yeah. You know, that, that's crazy because, like, um, I, I feel that too, like, in some of the stuff I write, you know, like I feel like I haven't gotten over it. Mm. You know what I mean? And, like, to be a better person, you have to heal from what, whatever you're, you know, you're, you were going through, you know? And it makes you figure out that um, you still haven't healed from. Like, um, I just got into a new relationship and it's brand new. And all the things that I thought that I've healed from in the past, like, it, 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 it's literally showing. The beautiful thing about relationships is that it's a shadow of the parts of us we haven't healed. That's what relationships are. Literally, like, yeah. I, was, I was sitting there, I was thinking, damn, I really thought I was, I was done healing. But then I realized healing never stops. Mm. It, it's a continuous thing. Yep. You know, I spoke to Bill about it, you know. And like, yeah, like it's just something that, you know, it's good to be aware of. Like, and like if you, if you do become aware of it, take action on it. Mm. You know, don't just let that keep going because yeah. you'll self-destruct from that stuff. And the accountability is huge too. Like if Rhiannon, my partner, says something that triggers me, mm. That's not her fault unless her intention was to do it. But yeah. like 99% of the time it's not. I have to use that as a time to reflect in myself and ask why am I triggered by whatever she said or done. Because usually it's just a reflection of myself and that's what it all is, you know. Everything's a shadow. The whole world is literally a mirror of who we are. And the things that trigger you are the parts of you that are not healed yet. Bro. Dead set, bro. <laughs> Dead set. That yeah. shit hit me like a train, bro. Yeah. Dead set, bro. Like, you know, like... I, it's crazy because it's crazy to say because I've been going through that, you know, and like I got a book from Bill and he got from me, uh, The Power of Now. Mm. Bro, like to anyone that's listening, like read that book. Like it, it's such it's such a good book that makes you not be your thoughts, like makes you like be aware that, you know, you aren't what you think you are, you know, like if the, if the bad things, the bad things. But like it makes you become the observer of your thoughts and not being attached to those thoughts. And sometimes we get, you know, caught up in that. But like I just had to put it out there. You guys read the power of them now. Like that that book is actually like it's continuously changing my life as I keep reading. And I'm not even done yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I've gained so much knowledge and from from it that I really do recommend you guys read it because um it went from boom Boom to me. <laughs> yeah, so. How powerful are books, bro? Like The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle is my mm-hmm. top, point. my second favorite book ever. My favorite one is The Way of the Superior Men by David Dieter. I'll send that one through to you because that book is fucking mind-blowing. But Power of Now, like the thing I love about that is because, like you said, it helps you learn the skill of detaching emotions from thoughts. So when mm-hmm. stressful situations arise in life, you're not emotionally reactive. Yeah. You're more responsive to it. So you're able to actually think things through before you actually get back into it. Because if we walk around in life and you know, are reactive into everything in life, it's most of the time it's going to be a negative outcome. Exactly. When we're, when we're reactive, we're not logical. So we need to be responsive so we are more logical. And that's why I think it's important. I'm glad you know, you've implemented the things from that book because mm. I feel like the whole world could benefit from learning how to observe and detach when I say detach, it's more so from the negative or unhelpful yeah. thoughts and emotions that come. Obviously, you know, if a positive thought comes, you want to feel it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And like when there's like, it's good to like, like, because everyone, everyone reacts to things, but mm. you know, it's good to ask yourself 
why why am I reacting like this? You know, is it is it their fault or is it really something that I need to deal with? Mm-hmm. You know, like trust trust issues is a, is still a big thing in my like. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just being a little bit more personal, but trust is something that I've um I'm I'm currently dealing with. You know, because of past relationships, but I'm, I'm trying to teach myself that my my partner now she has nothing to do with it. So I'm trying to heal from that, so that doesn't become a reason yeah. why we keep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I understand that completely because, like, especially with trust, I used to have that issue massive. And um, for me, I've realized my ability to struggle with trust came from not having stability when I was younger in a family household, mm. and that made me feel like I couldn't trust people that I love in a certain way. And once I understood that, it's just accepting it. And blessing it as it is, and moving on from yeah. it. But a big part of it should not get to not get stuck in the moments that have happened. It's just recognizing it, acknowledging it, accepting it, and then just keep going about your life. You know, bro, for real, like, like people, if you got trust issues, listen to what Scouser just said. I mean, Ryan, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> listen to what Ryan just said. Mercy, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like you know. If you're going through anything, just make sure to work on things because, you know, if you want to grow as a person, you know, you got to look in, not out. Because I've been in that fault of looking for outside things to make me happy when all I had to do was just look inward to figure all this stuff out, you know. Like, it's, a, it's a continuous journey, you know. You're still learning, failing. But as long as, you know, you're aware you're, you're growing from these and learning more from these, you become a better person 100% no one's perfect like me I'm definitely not perfect I just strive every day to become better you know and I say to people just 1% every day and it doesn't seem like much but by the end of a calendar year that's 365% yeah that's a big increase and even if you have a two month period where you don't do it you're still growing 305% so it's like if you implement 1% every single day as much as you can at least you know ninety percent of the time, like fuck the amount of growth that's going to come from that within a year, two years. Imagine five years. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, you're gonna you always will exceed your expectations that you put on yourself. Like I guarantee, if you stick to growth, you'll do better than you envision you would. Yeah, every time. Oh, for sure, bro. For sure, bro. And like I've seen that in my journey. You know, as a musician, as a person. Mm. You know, being a being a really a hothead. Um in my teen years and then like me now you know it's like I'm so glad I'm so glad that I chose growth Mm. I chose to be um, more open to that Mm. because it makes you such a a better person a better human you know and like just like what Ryan said just 1% a day you don't have to save the world or you know you don't have to do the big things, you know, like little steps can, like changing your habits into good habits, you know, it will lead to a better life for you, more calmer, more easier, a more happier life, you know. But you got to do the hard stuff, the hard stuff first before you can, you know, reap the um, the fruits rewards of your labor. and fruits. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent, brother. And I also want to ask, like, back with music, like, what inspires you? For music, like is this? I want I want to ask this in two separate ones, actually. So, what inspires you on life? And then the second part of the question is, what musicians inspire you as well? 
what inspires me in life? Um, just wanting better. Mm. Just wanting better because I know I'm capable. I love that. And I know I'm capable of better. Mm. I'm capable of change if I really want it. You know, if I really plan it. You know, I, I am like, as as a man, you know, like, to look after my family. Like, I need to have this mindset to wanting better so I can, so my family don't have to, you know, look around for scraps or ask for help. They can, they can depend on me, mm. you know, because I am a capable man. And everyone, men or women, you're all capable, but you just have to, you know, think that, that you're capable of doing whatever you want, you know. Yeah, it's just, I, I want to serve people, in you know, all honesty. It's just serving, bro, like, that's all I want to do is like in, in any way, whether it's helping family or through my music, just serve, bro. Yeah, that's beautiful, bro. The more you serve the world, the more the world will serve you. Exactly, bro. And like I think I think Nipsey says something about it because like I only listen to a few people, you know, that I, I really look up to, you know. Um but his philosophies of life is crazy, bro. Yeah. His outlook. That's what really when he died, I kinda cried, bro, because like it was sad because what he was teaching was wealth, health, mm. and wisdom. A strong mindset. You know, a strong it mindset, was bro. All about personal development, want yeah. people to get better. And yeah, when he passed away, man, like, fuck. Couldn't believe I was like someone like him. But then, you know, it's just like, what can we learn from while he was here? Exactly. You know, what things did he teach us that we can use to become better? Yeah. And yeah, it was such a devastating time when he passed away. And yeah. Like I've, everyone knows with my podcast or new listeners, like yeah, I love Nipsey. I know you do too. But there's so much you know we've learned from, and it's like using those lessons to implement into our own journeys to become better. Hell yeah, bro! And like my first song that I'm actually dropping with visuals is actually called the Marathon, and it was inspired by Nipsey Hussle, mm. and like that's like that's how much he meant to me. Like his philosophies, like everything that he was teaching me, even though I didn't know him, you know personally. I wish I could have met him. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like his teachings is, is crazy, bro, because it's just for you to be better as a person, as a man, as a woman, as a human, just in general, you know. And like this um the song that I've got coming out, it's just like the marathon that it doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's a marathon, not a sprint, you know. It's not on you, it's in you. And what's in you, they can't take away from you. So like, and that's a quote, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's yeah. not on you, it's in you, man. Yeah, bro, you know that, but I really, Facts. I really took that in, you know. And that's why I called it that. So when you just listen to the song, actually listen to like the story of the song and you'll get a lot out of that, you know. Just just always keep running, bro. The marathon never stops, bro. Like it's, it keeps going, bro, you know. It continues, man. So yeah, like. I hope you guys li really enjoy the song because, yeah, it, it has a lot of meaning behind it. Oh, they will. Trust mm. me, I've heard it. It's fucking gangster. <laughs> yeah, sick. bro. It, it is yeah. a good song, bro. And the crazy thing is I wrote it in 2020. Mm. And it's only fruitioning now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like the vision is fruitioning now. I had, yeah. I had the song saved and I always felt something with that song. What made you um, know that it was Tom? the song to come out I don't know just like every just moments in my life I've looked back and like 
the the first uh, the verse like the opening lines is I've moved I've been moving down low now they see me now blood sweat and tears and I held it down mm-hmm. you know like that that opening line is why I chose it because when I wrote it I was at my lowest lowest with mental health like thought I was going crazy type shit like yeah. like literally thought I was going crazy but I prayed and I wanted I was curious for change 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 mm. and that's why this song is very sentimental to me you know what I mean so like when you hear it I hope it, it gives you the same feeling of you know whatever you're going through you know you can get through it but just know that the battle doesn't stop you know you don't win the war overnight you know what I mean like mm. it keeps going yeah it keeps going but as long as you soldier through it you know you get you'll get to where you want to be. You know what I mean? Facts. The marathon continues. The marathon <laughs> continues, bro. Literally, I wish he could hear that shit, you know. I'm going to try marketing this thing as much as I can. Cause, yeah. Bro, imagine if, um, if like, Roddy Rich and I hear it. They will. Yeah, Manifest bro. it. They will, bro. Well, bro what, like, like, musically, bro, like, what, who inspires you, like, musicians-wise? Uh, Tupac. Yeah. First rap rapper, I listened to Tupac. Um, I do a bit of um, Afrobeats. First Afrobeat artist, Sean Kingston. Mm. You know, your way to beautiful girl. I heard that in the village. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard that in like, I don't know, like, and um, Nipsey, of course. Um, Little Baby's Heart. Mm. Um, who else was? Biggie. Can't forget Boogie. Biggie. Um, Big L. Big L for his lyricism. Bro, puns for days. Big pun. Yeah. I know, um, um, Big L's puns, but yeah, oh, big he, pun yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His puns, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Like, I still think he's better than Jay-Z. Yeah, probably. I love Big L. He's, yeah. he's probably my favourite from New York. Is yeah. It? Hell yeah, bro. Like, I, I like those type of artists because um, it helps me be a better writer. Yeah. Like, how the, how the hell did he do that? Especially yeah. Big L back then, like mm. late 90s, being able to do rhyme schemes like that because right. it was so out of the box. Bro, there, there was this rhyme, he was like, I wasn't, I wasn't poor, I was poor. I couldn't afford the old R. I was like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, that, that's hard. Like, is his um, punch punchlines? Yeah, punchlines. Yeah, and I was like, man, that's crazy. That's on another level of um, artistry, you know. Mm. I feel like I haven't reached that, but I'm working every day to get to that, bro. But um, who else? Who else? Um, Melody-wise, Roddy Rich, he doesn't really talk much on about anything. Um, little, uh, I already said little baby. Uh, damn, I'm not too sure, man. We've done a few already, but it's yeah. a, you can see the inspiration from the people you listen to yeah. in the music that you make, which is great to see. You know, because mm. you know you got. You have good melodies as well, and that's probably comes back to your R&B when you first had Bob Marley mm. back in the day and you, you first wanted to get into R&B. That probably helped you, like, with becoming more melodic, do you yeah. reckon? Hell in yeah, raps? hell yeah. Like, I've always wanted melodies to be a part of my, uh, my artistry, mm. you know, but I felt like I had to learn the rapping first. Yeah. Because I've always loved melodies. I learned the rapping first, but and then slowly got into the melodies. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I had to build myself up to that. And now I feel like I can do both. Mm. Like, with the tracks that I've got coming out, like, it's going to show you. Like, I had a tape. It was called Before the Melody, which is not dropping anymore. But, you know, I'm still going to keep that for another EP that I'm going to do. 
but it, it makes so much sense like everything like and then after that it's just melodies on melodies on melodies fuck yeah you know trying to keep my artistry you know wide you know not not just be a rapper but you know be seen who can do afro beats who can sing r&b mm. choruses and like do express yourself in multiple exactly, genres exactly bro and that's that's my main main goal is to you know not um how do you say um just uh, damn, I lost my train of thought. Not just keep myself to one type of uh, versatile. Yeah, be so, yeah. vers- be yeah. more. Ver- that's the word. Be more versatile, bro. Because you can you can go further. You can connect to more people, brother. Like them, um, Drake's honestly never mind album. I know a lot of people gave it a bad hit, but I love that album. Mm. I honestly never mind. Like it's a dance album. But I fucking love it. Like yeah. I jam that shit. Like. And that's why I love Drake, you know, I love someone who's very versatile, I love Tory Lanez because he can do everything as well, like he just made like an 80s album, which is crazy and actually sounds like it came from the 80s and (laughs) it's like, whoa, bro, what are you doing? But like I love artists that can dip into everything and show their skill set and it's also a way to push yourself as an artist too, right? Like actually want to do an Afro beat and then maybe want to do rap and then do something a bit more old school and be able to mix it up a lot. Yeah, no, no, it's crazy that um, Tory Lanez is a perfect example of someone that's very versatile, yeah. and he's damn good at it too. Yeah, but that would have came from a lot of work, mm. you know, a lot of work behind that. But he's he, him and Chris Brown. Chris Brown, yeah. Chris Breezy is crazy, bro. Like, I just as an artist, like art and everything else, he does mm. dancing as well. Like, exactly, yeah. bro. He didn't keep himself in a small circle. He like expanded, and I I reckon. He's the biggest R&B artist to ever live. Yeah. I reckon he's bigger than Michael Jackson. Yeah, Chris Brown. Because he's been around for a long time as well, Chris Brown. And he's still, he's always been relevant, like, for every single year of his career. Like, yeah, Chris Brown is one of those. Mm. He's one of those, one of a generation. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, you guys might be seeing me dancing in a few years. Because I've always wanted to dance. Because, like, I seen Breezy do it, and I was like, bro, that's, that's hard, you know? Like, mm. you actually go out there and give them a performance. Performance, yeah. And I'm an entertainer at the end of the day. Yeah. I want to go and entertain. Have you seen Ed Sheeran's live performance? <laughs> Ed Sheeran, <laughs> what I've seen him do is he gets on stage, and he has, like, all the equipment, and he does it all by himself. So, like, he'll press the key on the piano, loop it, press the key on whatever else, and, like, he'll loop everything himself, mm. like, in the moment on stage. And then sing over the loops of everything that makes the instrumental for his beat. I'm That's like, hectic. bro, like the amount of hours that gets put into that, but to see that is just fucking unreal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, you give the people that spend their good money to come see you. Yeah. Like, they actually can take a lot out of that, you know. They're actually happy, you know. I didn't want to be up on stage and just let the music behind me play. Yeah. And then just mimic the words and like, you know. No, I wanted to actually come out there, bring energy, mm. bring the same vibe that you felt in the song. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, just just put my all on the stage. Yeah. Give, you know? give something people remember. I remember me and your brother Bill went to um, Schoolboy Q when he came to Australia. Mm. Still to this day, like I can just, I want to go back to that night because it was just, like the show was just unreal. And mm. like, you know, for someone like yourself to give people that experience is a beautiful thing. Exactly, but And like, Looking down and like when you're on stage, when you look down at people and like see like the energy they're giving off, you you feed off that. Yeah. You feed off that. You know, if you're giving a shit performance, they're just standing there. 
you're going to feed off that, bro. Yeah. So make sure you bring 100%, you know, your A game. But it's so good to see that reaction and to be able to go out there and give a good performance. That's why, like I said, practice, practice, practice. Because when you're out there, when you're giving the same energy you do in your bedroom, like when you're performing, like practicing, when you get on the stage, you're going to go as hard or even harder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. Bro, yeah. It is crazy, bro. This music thing is crazy. It's a roller coaster. It's a journey. <laughs> Man, it, it is a journey. But, um, you know, I wouldn't um, choose it any other way. Mm, grateful. Yeah, I'm very grateful. Grat- gratitude. Mm. Exactly. Gratitude is the biggest thing. Be grateful for what you have. Because when, like, if you're not grateful for what you have now, how can you be grateful for what you're about to receive? Mm, facts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. always be grateful. My mom taught me that, you know. That's great, brother. My, yeah. um... My final question for you, if you could have a song and you could choose any producer to produce it and two artists to feature on it, oh. what's the song and who's on it? The producer. Yeah, that's a hard one there. Yeah, the producer, probably maybe um, Metro Boomin. Our heroes and villains, fuck. Metro Boomin. Um, I want Mick Mill on it. And I want Lil Baby on it. Little bro. Baby or Drake. Fuck yeah. Little okay. Baby or Drake, one of them. Have all three of them. <laughs> yeah, oh, bro. Bro, if we can make a God God Did by yeah. DJ Khaled, if we can make a track God like that. Did. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Hove did. Yeah, yeah. Hove did. Did you about the stove, dude? Yeah, bro. Like, that's so hard. And you went for like, what, a minute or something? Yeah. Or more? Like, like, bro, I'd love to make an anthem like that with artists that are from australia of course but that'd be a dream to make it with like the mm. artists that i listen to on a daily i can there are the hard drums and like the choir bruh but literally every every meek mill song the the sample behind it and then the, the 808s behind it and the snares is crazy it's on another level that's mm. that's probably the number one artist i do a song with definitely yeah i'd be signed to dream chase if i could yeah yeah meek mill's unreal he's got that song with tory lanes um not lily the other one I forgot the name of it. <laughs> I, the worst thing is, like, it's in my playlist and I know it, but I'm on, in the moment. I've been put on the spot. <laughs> I forgot the name of it. No, I, I send it to me after this, but um, you you might know ambi- Ambitions with wh- what, Whale or Wale? Yeah, Wale, yeah. Wale and R- uh, Ricky Ross. Yeah. Tune. Yeah, Rick Tune. Ross is another good one. The way like, mm. he just speaks about, like, wealth and building that. Like the big boss talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> big boss. Yeah, Rick, yeah. Rick Ross is someone to look up to as well, you know. Yeah, no. Definitely me. Definitely me, bro. Epic, brother. Well, do you have anything you want to finish with? Like, do you have any words? Um, talk about your up-and-coming song and stuff, but if you have any words for the audience, yeah, please share. No, I'd just like to say a quick thank you to um, Ryan and One Talk for, like, having me on this platform, you know. It actually means a lot. I can actually, you know, come here and talk about, you know, actual real, real stuff that's happening in real time, you know. You know, like, um, I want my listeners to know me more as a person and how I think, how I perceive life. You know, I want you to get to know the real me, you know. And I just want to say, um, you know, whatever you're doing in life, just don't, you know, don't don't give up on yourself. Like, if you're curious enough to know how you're going to, like, trying to find out ways of how you're going to make it, you will literally, like, manifest those as you keep being more curious, you know. So just keep going, you know. Don't ever stop. Don't ever settle for less. And 
you know, for like personal thing, like set boundaries for yourself. So when you you don't disrespect yourself, that's the main thing. But when you start respecting yourself, everything you want, you desire, will come in abundance. But in saying that, I've got a music video coming out July sixteenth. The audio is dropping on all streaming platforms. It's called the Marathon. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Isaiah Biggs. I haven't posted any music yet, but keep update, uh, updated with my um, stories and posts. So next year will be a um, next year. Next month will be a, a successful month with um, with the visuals and music dropping. So just um, stay in tune and um, yeah, yeah, just join me on my journey. It's greatness. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Love that. I'll also link in everything in the bio. So um, as I is Instagram, YouTube, spot, I'll link everything to inside. So just jump in the bio so you can get it to a quicker and find it easier. But thanks, brother. Much appreciated. No, I appreciate it. And I just want to say one more thing. Like, um, right, if you're ever having trouble with like um, just anything personally, you know, um, listen to this podcast. I'm telling you right now, like, if you actually listening, listen with an open ears, you'll actually like gather things that you're looking for, you know, like just listen to what Ryan talks about, you know, and all the other guests that he's had on this, you know, you can learn a lot from their experiences, their mindsets, you know, you can, yeah, like just listen in, it's one talk podcast. No, thanks for that, brother. Know what and it is? Yeah, <laughs> it means a lot. Because before we finish, like the whole purpose of this podcast is to mm. give everyone in the world the free information and resource to be able to begin or level up their life and to level up their personal development. And there's so many episodes of in this podcast where you can implement at least one thing from each episode to become a better version of you for free. Yeah. So you know, that's the purpose behind it. I know you coming on today adds to that addition as well. So I appreciate that's epic. a blessing right there. Yeah. That's a win. That's a dub. That's a, that's a dub. <laughs> you know, everything in life is a win as long as you think that way. Facts. <laughs> hey, shout out to the only the winners of WA, my boys in Perth. Been doing it different. <laughs> I got some um, big news coming, you know, with some big labels. So only um, only a few know about that. So yeah. Love it. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned, <laughs> eh?